I want to be your real estate resource. Welcome to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated entirely to the subject of real estate. Today, we're going to be talking about real estate at the Cape. Uh, we are lucky enough to have with us Lisa Parento from Leading Edge Real Estate. Uh, Lisa has been vacationing at the Cape all her life and been selling there for over a decade. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you for having me. There's so much opportunity at the Cape. Absolutely. I had, you I know had that. no idea. <laughs> I'm so excited to uh, to dig into this stuff. You know, I think... Um, here in the in the greater Springfield area, there's definitely a lot of people that uh, that vacation there, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people that are considering uh, buying some investment property, a second home, and uh, you've got some great information to share. So let's just kind of uh, dig into how is that Cape market a little bit different than the rest of the state. So um, I guess I'd say in a couple different ways. One is that there's such a variety of housing options. You know, we have an awful lot of older three-bedroom, two-bath ranches in Centerville that are solid homes built in the 60s. You know, they're really a great opportunity for someone to get in there, roll their sleeves up. And then we have, of course, the amazing waterfront luxury properties that everyone loves to see pictures of, you know, with the beautiful fire pits and the ocean and everything going on. Um, so all those things are um, are available, as well as there is some um, there are some villages, sort of that, you know, walkabout kind of housing, um, not a lot of rental uh, units, sort of like that kind of apartment housing. There's a little bit, but not really. So there's just such a, a wide variety of housing. I think that's one of the, the biggest things. But I also, you know, where it is such a second home market, I think the statistics are something like 50% of the housing, I think it's more, 50% of the housing on Cape Cod is second home. And in all of Massachusetts, we have 50% of the second home wow population. So it really is a second home population. Yeah. And that doesn't just mean the super rich folks that, that go there two weeks a year. That means a lot of your neighbors that have a, you know, a vacation home down there, a modest home that's much smaller than their own. So I always say I've got a lot of sellers that want to sell and I have a lot of buyers that want to buy, but nobody has to do a damn thing. Right. So it's just like a very different pace and it's a very different expectation um, as a realtor, it makes for a very different experience with clients and, and uh, with both buyers and sellers. What about the geography of the Cape? I mean, to me, being from Western Mass, I just think of the Cape, it's, a, you know, it's one big thing. And I don't miles. think of like pockets yeah. and it, are there pockets and there's the ways that you guys refer to. I think that to those of us that live there, there are. Okay. So there's the upper Cape, which is Falmouth, Mashpee and Sandwich, which is sort of, if you think of it as an arm, that's sort of like, I don't want to say the armpit, but the shoulder okay. of the area. And then the next part is what we call the mid Cape. And that would be sort of the Barnstable and that's Yarmouth, Dennis, that area. And then you have what's called the outer, the, the lower Cape is the next section, which is Brewster, Harwich, Chatham, and then the outer Cape, which is uh, Wellfleet, Truro, and Provincetown. So we have 15 towns. And to us, so everything's very unique. We really do have 15 towns with 15 different sets of rules that regulate what goes on. Um, but I, I, when, I'm, when I'm with a seller and their home is in a certain part of, you know, they're in Hyannisport, let's say. And they want to make sure I understand the unique qualities of those three blocks of Hyannisport. And I'll sort of go, and that is so, and I understand that, you know, tell me more. And then I want to say, but the thing is, we'll do a market analysis of your neighborhood, but we're also going to do a market analysis of a whole section of the Cape. Because many of my buyers don't know East Falmouth from East Dennis, which, by the way, are on two different ends of the Cape and on two different sides of the water. So... 
they don't know. They want to be by a certain, you know, they want to be a certain amount from the from the water, and they want three bedrooms and two baths and a small yard. Sure. They don't know, you know, they really don't know. So people who live there think it's very special and unique, as it is. But a lot of people visiting, um, they're gauging how long is it going to take me to get there sure. from the bridge. Yeah. That's pretty much what they're thinking. What, what about the beaches and the water? Do they differ on the north side versus the south side or, you know, Yes, but that's also depending on where you are. You know, what we like to think of the north, and there's also, once you hit the bridge, because it's an arm, there's no north, south, east, or west. Okay. So what we call the north side is actually the inside of the Cape, which is on the bay. That has a little bit of, in general, a little bit of higher value, um, but a lot more erosion. You know, like the sandwich area, we deal with a lot of pretty serious erosion. Um, and then as you get to the, you know, the mid Cape, you know, that, that, that sort of Nantucket sound part is that crazy 28 pancake man, you know, there's just like, it's a ton of, um, a lot of vacation-y, rental-y kinds of places and maybe not the most swanky, you know, piece of the Cape. But then further up is Chatham, which is probably one of the, you know, the, the highest values. And that is also, you know, on the sound side. So, um, the beaches are a little bit more um, wild with wave kind of surfery activity on the side that would be the Atlantic or the Nantucket Sound versus the Bay. Okay. So okay. that makes sense. Um, what about taxes? How, do they differ? It's almost How, free. <laughs> it's almost free. I well, in Massachusetts, you know, I have so often I have buyers that say, so just tell me what the real estate taxes are, you know, and, and I'll say, you know, a moderate home for, you know, 400, you know, our, our, our median is about like 450, let's say. That's going to be about like three, four, five thousand dollars And they'll say that's a month, right? And yeah. I'll be like, no, that's yeah. for the whole year. Yeah. So for the most part, if you have $10,000 in taxes, you're talking about a property that's assessed for well over a million dollars on the water. Like it's really... Um, and there's not like pockets, like all the towns are pretty... Sandwich is the one exception. So most towns are about $9 per thousand. Sandwich is about 1460 but they try to impact that with the assessments, they say. But in general, if I've got someone, a first-time home buyer, I'm saying... Yeah, Look, not, we're not yeah. going to we're not going to sandwich. We'll go to Mashpee or we'll go somewhere else because that is going to be a couple hundred dollars a month on there. You know, the taxes will be that much different yep. per month. Uh, let's talk flood insurance. Okay. Um, how far does everything require flood insurance? Because I'm at the Cape, or do I have to be within a certain? No, but the FEMA flood maps are sort of an interesting mystery. My understanding is they were actually based on an algorithm that was developed on the West Coast, so it. We're lucky in our MLS, we have a flood map overlay, so we can really easily see on any property if it's, you know, we can at least advise someone, we think this is in a flood zone, that it's indicated, please check with, uh, and then we work with insurance agents that will run, you know, a flood premium. Yep. But um, there's a lot of sort of marshy areas that are also considered flood zone. Just because you're in a FEMA map indicated flood zone does not mean that your house is going to flood. It does mean if you finance your home with a bank, you will have to carry flood insurance. Now, that's not the end of the world. Um, there's a couple ways that it can be really impacted. If you're in a V zone or velocity on the water, you are probably going to be paying, you know, a couple thousand a year, yeah. maybe more. It depends. Uh, but usually if you're in a home that's on the water that's gigantic that you're paying that kind of money you don't are you not that concerned that. <laughs> that's yeah. not a big concern if you if you're in a more modest home and it just happens to be you know cuz you could have one house on the street 
and then two other houses. I mean, it literally looks like a zigzaggy line. There's a couple things. One is if you have a current FEMA uh, flood, flood policy, which many people do, that's assumable. Yep. So the next buyer can purchase that. I mean, can usually have that, and then your flood insurance will increase up to 15% a year until it gets to where it would have been at that point of purchase. Um, if they don't, you will have to take out a flood policy. If there's a question because the home is raised or all of the utilities are on a second floor or raised, you can request that either the seller have an elevation certificate done or you can get one yourself. They're usually about $800. And my understanding, and I've had this confirmed, is that if the elevation certificate shows that you should pay more, they will not make you pay more. You would pay what you know what it would have been, but usually if someone has one done, it's because for some reason it has a big impact, and I've seen it have a big impact. Yeah, going from you know we, it used to be twenty eight hundred going to nine hundred, like a big impact because the home was up on you know it, it, on the map, it looked like it was really going to be impacted by flooding, but when you did an elevation certificate, in fact, it wasn't. Private insurance plans, you know, if you have it through, uh, some, they're not assumable. So it's really important to ask the homeowner, if they have a policy, get a look at it, get that over to your insurance agent right away, have them give you a flood determination. And it is in addition, as you know, to your regular insurance. Sure. So it's usually a couple hundred, it might be a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah. So it either, either that really is going to be the deal breaker. You can't afford it or you don't care. Sure. Um, I mean, we're talking like half the properties probably going to have flood insurance. No, is it not, I don't not think even it's that half. Much. No, no, okay. no, no, because the, at the middle, the Cape is 10, 15 miles oh, wide. So, yeah. So and the upper inland, Cape, no worries. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, they like, they like to say, insurance people like to say everyone's in a flood zone. It's just that, you know, if you're in AE or V, sure. you're going to have to pay a flood premium. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> um, how about some trends that you're seeing on, on the Cape? What would you say is some trends that are happening in that market? I honestly think that um, more and more people are wanting to come to the Cape and buy a second home and consider retiring there. Um, it, it, it has been, I've seen it continue to increase as a trend in the last few years. I don't see people, um, being afraid of that. Uh, there's a little bit of hesitancy, um, because of the general climate right now. Um, everyone keeps expecting a shooter drop. There's 10 year real estate cycles. People remember 2008, you know, everyone wants to talk about that. I was just in a session this morning though, at our Mass Association of Realtor conference, where the, um, the person who was presenting the trends said, Australia's gone 30 years without a recession. So it's not necessarily a given yeah. that we're going to have a recession. And it is true that people can talk In themselves, themselves into, into a recession. Sure. So it starts with housing. We don't have a housing. We really don't have that housing issue because we still really have limited inventory and increased demand. It's not the other way around, which yeah. is what caused the last thing. So these seem to be times that people can't really predict and the interest rates are so crazy low like free money. that we're so saying, buy a house at the Cape, you're getting free oh money God. and free taxes. That's true. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, we're coming up against the first break. Okay. Just give me your quick take on um, maybe like the, the rental tax, if that's really... Do people need to worry about that or? A quick take on short-term rental tax. So um, it's here to stay. <laughs> I'll yep. say that. Governor Baker was always in favor of it. And mostly everybody except for the Realtor Association and lots of homeowners were very in favor of it. Um, hospitality on the Cape 
continues to say that it's an issue. Um, I also sit on the Cape Cod Chamber, so I hear about the hospitality yeah. problems a lot. Um, but really, the, the, the impact on hospitality on the Cape is Airbnb and VRBO. It's not because we have a short-term rental tax. I think the short-term rental tax has added some confusion. Um, I don't, it's, only been in, in, it's only been lost since July 1, yeah, so well, we have no evidence yet to really... When we come back, we'll, we're going to talk about VRBO and Airbnb okay. and, and these taxes. Then. Perfect. So, listen, amazing uh, information on the first half. If people want more information about the Cape, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, I think you can just look for lisasellscapecod.com. That will give you my phone number, all my information. Pretty easy to find. Uh, but my phone number is 617-797-7990. Give me a call. Send me a message. It'd be real hard to say you couldn't find me online. So just Google me and And that's Lisa Sells Cape Cod. That's correct. Awesome. Guys, as always, if you have real estate-related questions, uh, you're looking to buy, sell, invest, or maybe even get your license, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, call our team, 413-998-7466, 413-998-7466. We'll be right back with Lisa from the Cape. Hi from North Point Mortgage, your local mortgage lender. We cater to first-time home buyers offering a full range of loan programs, including USDA, VA, FHA, and mass housing. With state-of-the-art technology, we streamline the mortgage process for you. North Point has offices throughout New England, including West Springfield, Rocky Hill, and Sturbridge. Please contact Melissa Ostrander at 413-977-8155 or at mortgageswithmelissa.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Melissa Ostrander, MLS number 1396546, North Point, MLS 1515. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top down. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we want to be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back, guys. Steve Ravithis, Ravithis Realty. Today we are talking with Lisa Parento from Leading Edge Real Estate, uh, who's been selling real estate for over a decade on the Cape. We were just kind of finishing up talking about the the short-term rental tax. We didn't actually talk about actual numbers, so why don't we do that and a, and a little bit about how you're seeing uh, affecting the market out there. Sure. So, again, we really don't have any information about how it's affecting because it just went into effect on July one. Um, it was one of those things that often happens in state government where they put something into place with none of the details worked out. So that has definitely been um, an issue. The good news on that is that we've been able to impact some of that legislation. For example, there was they were they were going to charge 
tax on the deposits, which is crazy. And so we were able to, to point out the error of their, of their ways yeah, yeah. on that. Um, and our delegation, even though it's both red and blue, has, is, has really come together and been amazing. We have an amazing delegation. We really do. They, they've done an awful lot together to, to support certainly getting the 2.75% of that tax to go to the, um, the trust, the, the, uh, the water trust fund on the Cape. So that's been really great. So the tax itself, 5.7% goes to the government. Uh, to the to the state, yep. uh, two point seven five goes to that Cape Cod uh, trust fund that trust that I was mentioning, and then the local option can be up to six percent. Um, so that's really what your town has determined they want to collect, and then there is another option for an additional three percent. No one on the Cape has chosen that yet, but still you have the potential of fourteen, a little over fourteen percent. So it is substantial. Uh, I think initially, mom and pops that were renting their place a month or two. Um, on Airbnb um, are now needing to report all the income because if it's more than 15, more than 14 days, you have to report the income. You have to register your property with the state in order to get a number, in order to give that to Airbnb or whoever, you know, to collect the tax. So I think it closed a lot of loopholes and a lot of homeowners, I think, were worried that it was going to discourage and need them to raise the rates. But I think it's like anything else. When you're going to go to an Airbnb or whatever – there's a line for taxes, and, like, you're either going to pay it or you're not. You're not going to go, what do you mean? That's $3 more than, you know. Sure. There's that dreadful number, depending on where you are in the state, that you're going to have to pay the local whatever the tax is. So I think probably people will get over it. And I think we were one of, like, two states in the whole country that didn't have a short-term rental tax. Like, we've held <laughs> held off on it for decades. The rest yeah. of the country has been having I mean, it for this. years, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the typical buyer, you know, maybe best time to buy, who are you working with? If somebody's listening and they start to hear some of the things that you're talking about, that they might be a good fit for yeah. this. So my typical buyer, um, is someone who's looking for a second home. Uh, and interesting, you know, I want to say, oh, they're from all over. No, they're from Massachusetts. And a lot of them are from, from out here of the West. Yeah. And a lot of them are from North of Boston. You know, they, to a person, they came to Cape Cod as a child and have an amazing memory of a time that they spent. Yep. And one, I've never heard anyone say, and now the Cape sucks. Like everyone still goes, oh my God, it's still so beautiful because it really is still so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so they want to sort of capture that. Um, but they're looking for, um, you know, uh, they're looking for something that's lower maintenance. They don't want a big yard. They already have a big yard in their yep. other house. They've already redone their other house. They don't really want to do a house. So that's something that, gives an investor a really big opportunity on the Cape because an investor can come in and buy something, you know, in the twos, in the threes that really needs to not have an avocado green toilet and really needs to have all that wallpaper removed and needs to have an updated kitchen. They can do all that and then either rent it or flip it. Um, yeah. That's a really great model for investors. So the buyers typically, though, are someone that want to have a vacation home for their family and friends. They say they're going to rent it in the beginning a little bit to sort of, you know, help cover the mortgage. A lot of times they end up not doing that because they just love it so much and they just want to be able to come and go. And I really encourage them to come down in the off season because it's beautiful on the Cape in the off season. Yeah. Anything that um, they just don't seem to understand and it's, you know, hey, they always seem to forget this or, you know, I know there's some differences with the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also I think a lot of people when they're looking to buy in the late spring, so you're talking about April, May timeframe, they go, oh my God, that's so great. This is already rented for three weeks, four weeks. I'll have all that money. 
And then they say, oh, I need different insurance. Oh, I need someone to clean the house in between. So there's a lot of considerations if you are going to buy something at the point in the season that somebody else has already rented it. So it's just a discussion that we have. We just work it into the offer. We figure out. I've seen it work all different ways. Um, usually we want to honor if someone's taken deposit for those weeks. And we work around it. We make the best of it. But that's one consideration people don't think about. Um, you know, oh, great, it's rented. Oh, no, it's rented, you know, yeah. so yeah. that's an issue. And then the mortgage is different, depending. You know, a lot of my buyers, I'll say, if it's a second home, just say it's a second home because uh, the mortgage product for an investment property is pretty different than the mortgage product for a second home. Uh, you are going to have to put more money down. They're going to typically want you to put 20% down, but there are some programs that will allow you to do, you know, some other things. But a bank wants to know you're financially stable enough to actually be able to afford a second home. Sure. So you need to be on pretty strong financial ground. Your credit scores need to be pretty good, and um, uh, and your rates will may not will probably not be as good as a primary because everyone you know the world's created so that everyone can have a primary home. That's yep. the American dream. I mean, we like to say on Cape Cod, it's the American dream to own a second home as well. But <laughs> right, right. I like <laughs> I encourage that. that. Um, how about typical seller? Well, that's bittersweet. Um, I, I have to say that our tip, a lot of our sellers, um, are selling because someone's going into assisted living. They're yeah. older, you know, people come down to the Cape, they do buy that second home and then they retire there. And we do have an older population in, in a lot of areas and nobody really wants to leave the Cape. There's a small percentage of people I think I was mentioning to you earlier. I do have occasionally clients, um, that bought on the Cape and then they're like, what the heck did I do? All my friends are in Wellesley. Yeah. I don't know anybody down here. I work in Boston. What was I thinking? I only went on a Sunday. You know, I didn't think about that commute. And then they'll, they'll move back off Cape. But that's very rare. Yeah. Uh, it does happen, though. Most people really don't want to move unless it's a, you know, a, a move up, which in the past five years we haven't seen a lot of because it's such a sh you know, small inventory and the prices are so much higher. People don't often do a lot of move up. Um, there is some resizing of people moving from a big home, just like in everywhere else, okay. to a smaller property, but they're going to stay on the Cape. Yep. They're going to get a condo, um, which is, you know, we've got some beautiful condo complexes. Not that many, but we have some beautiful ones. And we have some 55 and older communities. D during the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, the Cape and the colder seasons. Uh, maybe just talk a little bit about what do the seasons really look like? When is the, you know, the, the mass is coming and what does it look like off season? Yeah, so high season is really the 10 weeks that you can definitely count on, a bank will let you count on. But we have a big shoulder season, you know, really from mid-May and people are rented. I know my one of my clients who just bought, just rented this year for the first time, she was already rented through September. Uh, to her surprise. Um, so we really go to Columbus Day. So there's a pretty long shoulder season, and it seems to get longer and longer as the earth seems to get warmer. Yeah. <laughs> as good as extending extending that. Um, yeah, I mean, we know, we start to notice in early May. Um, I was saying, you know, they, we, we have this phrase, oh, they found the bridge. Um, and we really are already noticing people are coming on. And there's a lot of day, you know, there's actually, we just had uh, at our last chamber board meeting, the amount of bridge traffic, I think, the, the Sagamore was up like 24% in the born, like the, because of the day, all the day tripping too. There's okay. just a lot of people who are coming, doing day tripping or doing Airbnb for a night or two because it's more of a possibility now that typically hasn't been the profile. The profile is sure. a lot more week, two weeks, a month, but it's becoming more as Airbnb and VRBO are growing, coming down for a couple of nights without minimums. Every, a lot of people are shipping the minimums because they yeah. were shooting themselves in the foot the three-night minimum. 
you're not going to see those as much anymore. I've heard hoteliers say that over and over because they were shooting themselves in the foot because Airbnb wasn't requiring that. Right, so right. why in the heck were they? Um, talk to me about property managers. Right? I wanted to make this investment, but I'm, I live two hours away. You know, What can they do for me? What are they going to charge me? Yeah, so they there's a variety of, of places that will offer a full service. I mean, a big piece of our property management is winter, um, people checking on properties. Uh, a lot of the second homeowners are not down there um, for a good part of the fall into the winter and certainly in de- dead of winter, although our dead of winter is not nearly as cold as, as most areas are. And you're going to really range. It's not going to be your 6 8 9% that you see in commercial. It's definitely going to be 15 you know, perhaps even more, because you're talking about turning it over every week. You're talking about getting a housekeeper in there. Um, there is a lot more of that kind of maintenance. So I think it really depends on what you're requiring for your property management. And there are more and more companies that are starting to emerge now as it's becoming more of a possibility now that the room, there was a lot of confusion for or a lot of uncertainty for a couple of years before the, the short-term rental tax really took effect. Now it's done. It's not going to change. And so I think you're seeing some more opportunity for property managers. We're actually considering maybe offering it, and we have absolutely not been considering that before. Okay. Um, so you, you talked about, like, maybe some snow removal, some lawn care, but, you know, checking on the property. Are people winterizing the properties and just shutting them down? Or That definitely happens. Depends on how far. You know, my clients that live in Long Island, my clients that live further away than the, you know, they say 200 miles is about a typical distance for yep. a second home. Uh, if you're more than that, um, it depends on what kind of homeowner you are. You know, are you the homeowner that's out there cleaning your gutters out three, four times a year? Yeah. Or are you the homeowner that waits until, you know. So I do have people that absolutely winterize. You yeah. know, they, yeah, for sure. But we don't have that as, is, you know, it doesn't get as cold. But certainly you don't want pipes to freeze. That's a big problem. Happened to our, our colleague, yes. Mr. Butler. Yes. Um, so that's why you also have the property managers that will go weekly and check on all of that stuff. Well, I'm going to finish it up with um, maybe the best thing about the Cape that people don't know. How would you answer that? Oh, I can't even. I don't have enough time, Steve. Um, <laughs> I guess one of the things I would say is that it's it's far more year-round than you would imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, the things that close are like ice cream shops and uh, and things way out. Obviously, Outer Cape, you know, Wellfleet, Truro, um, things are going to be closing down. But there's a really vibrant arts community, and I don't think people realize that. We have a lot of community theater, a lot of community theater. We have the oldest playhouse in the country, the Cape Playhouse in Dennis. Um, there's a lot of music. Uh, the, the faith community is, is, really, is really huge. Huge restaurant, farm-to-table community. So I think there's just an awful lot about the Cape that you don't even realize in terms of those kinds of community resources. Um, it's just a beautiful place to live and work, and I really encourage people to Keep coming. Yeah. Alyssa, I can see the glow in your face. <laughs> I mean, I know you love the Cape. And if uh, if people were encouraged uh, to, to look at the Cape, even if they're just going to go down there mm-hmm. and, and, and try and feel it out a little bit, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Happy to help out in any way. You could just Google Lisa Sells Cape Cod or Lisa Parento. Uh, my website is lisasellscapecod.com. You can also give me a call or send me a text at 617-797-7990. Happy to help out in any way I can. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Um, you are absolute wealth uh, on the Cape, and um, we come down quite a bit. We're going to have to grab a dinner down there. Absolutely. For sure. Thanks uh, for guys, having me. As always, uh, if you're looking to get into real estate, buy, sell, invest, or maybe even get your license, give us a buzz, 413-998-7466. I'm Steve Ravithis, and I want to be your real estate resource. Thanks for listening to